0: We are on a mission. A mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy.
1: On the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast, you'll get actionable business advice.
0: Hear stories from industry leaders. And share a laugh or two with us.
1: Fuel your passion for pharmacy.
0: One conversation at a time. Four. Three. Two. One. Ignition. Welcome to the Catalyst Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Key, president of Pioneer X. And today I'm here with Marsha.
1: Hi, I'm Marsha Bivens, director of marketing for Pioneer X. Today we're here with Teresa Rodriguez. She's the VP of strategy and business development for pharmacy automation supplies. Hi, Teresa. Welcome. Hi, guys. We're talking hey, TikTok.
2: <laughs> all right. TikTok. Got it.
0: This morning.
2: What's new on TikTok?
0: Warming up. What was new? Yeah, my TikTok's all food. Mine's, and, mine's
1: food and projects and, projects. and, and funny stuff.
0: Yeah, mine's so. not so funny anymore. I guess I need to be more funny. I need to linger.
1: I usually see you at uh, trade shows. Yes. And yeah. um, haven't seen you in a couple years until NCPA this past October. And um, yes. you looked fabulous. So obviously Thank you got, you got on the workout and diet, unlike the rest oh. of us. That You got it on just pretty late.
0: We're wearing black, so we look skinnier.
1: <laughs> it's a ploy. Absolutely. The, the COVID-10. Yeah. So, but how have you been in the two years? I mean, what's what's new with you?
2: Oh, my gosh. I've been good. Um, definitely uh, boredom of COVID and quarantine got me on the workout train. I think after the first couple of weeks of it, you were finally smart. gave in and got in a schedule. Yeah. Um, I think I just got tired of TikTok and just kind of waiting around, not going anywhere. So other than that, it's been good. Um, We've been busy here. We never really slowed down. So uh, during COVID, we sent the office remote. Um, We had a couple of us still in the office that needed to be here for finished goods, warehousing, processing orders, things like that. But we got through it. We came back to the office in June um, of this year and we've mm-hmm. been back since, and things have been going pretty good. Nice. So were you remote also, or were you, were you still in office? I kind of toggled back and forth. Uh, if there was anything that you know we needed assistance with, that I had to be in the office, I came in. But the majority of the quarantine, I guess, I was remote.
1: Did you do any fun traveling during COVID?
2: When Zero traveling Zero during tra-
1: COVID. Zero <laughs> Yep. Jeff, Jeff got I'm bored and he said, we've got to go somewhere. I'm so. jealous of that. I have <laughs> and where did that. we go? Um, our first one was Orlando to visit Eric Larson.
0: Was that during COVID? I guess that's when Florida was open.
1: The, yeah, that was when, uh, I don't know, Did Florida ever close? Mm. We had a family <laughs> trip to Colorado.
0: Colorado. Yeah. Because it was outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, know, they okay. were still outside. People were still doing stuff. So you could nice. hike and water raft. raft and things like that.
2: Yeah. No, I definitely wanted to travel. I just, uh, I didn't, we were pretty locked down in Chicago and there was a lot happening with work and such. So I stayed put until I think about maybe June of this past year was my first trip back. So, okay.
0: Yeah. So so y'all are in Chicago to remind everybody. Um, is that where the headquarters is or is it one location or
2: Yeah. So we have a manufacturing facility in Chicago by Midway airport. And then I'm in our sales office, which is about 30 minutes from there in a town called Romeoville.
0: Romeo Is that kind of suburbs? Get out of the big Chicago a little bit?
2: Yeah. Romeoville is very industrial. There's basically nothing around us, but cornfields and warehouses. So.
0: (laughs) So how did you end up in Romeoville?
2: It's kind of just the central location. Um, the city's congested, so we kind of ended up just right outside of it for our sales and operations team here.
0: Gotcha. And so do you live further out? That lets you get further out of town?
2: I live a little ways out, a town called Naperville. I'm about 20 minutes from our sales office here, maybe 35, 40 from our plant. That's not bad. Yeah, uh-huh. it's not bad.
1: Are you originally from up north or... I am, yeah. Born and raised here. Okay. Not a lot of people yeah. stay in place. It's it's <laughs> rare now. It's rare now if you see that. Like most people we've talked to, they've moved off. I moved off from my hometown.
2: Where are so you from originally? I'm originally
1: from Midland, Texas.
2: Okay.
1: So right. six, about five and a half, six hours west of here. Um, gotcha. And now it's just covered in more oil derricks and uh, wind turbines. And she it's didn't just- move
0: that far. You just kind of,
1: well, at first I moved to uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, because my husband was in the Air Force. And so I got moved to the Air Force base. Um, And then we've moved around several times since then, Um, a few years in Houston. And then we've been up here in the DFW for the last 10 years.
2: So I like it up here better. I like it here. Where are you from,
0: Jeff? I'm pretty much here. Uh, okay. Well, no, pretty not pretty much here. Pretty much grew up most of my life from about two on in North Louisiana. Okay. Um, and then out of school, I moved to Dallas and then to Houston when I got married. And once we had small kids, we moved back home because of getting support and having somebody watch the kids. And we wanted the kids to know their grandparents. And sure. uh, then when we empty nested, I was like, okay, my turn again. It's back to the city. So <laughs> I like having restaurants, to different places to eat, and I like having Best Buy close by, and all these kind of things. Sure. To uh, I, I like convenience. Like I, I'd 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 live right in the middle of where five interstates come came together. Yeah, I just like that convenience. So Chicago, where did you go mm-hmm. to college?
2: I went to college at a private college called Aurora University um in aurora illinois okay. my mom is okay. actually a professor there so what does she teach uh she taught sociology and social psychology interesting okay yeah,
0: yeah i have all my experience with i've had one good experience with chicago all the other ones were like this is brutally cold
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so i think one time it ended was, up there in what month
1: it was july
0: yeah and, and it was nice that, july was, was
1: nice. nice um yeah we were there for It was Cardinal Ramirez Horse. It was one of the the um, wholesaler shows, and that one was a great time.
0: Yeah. Do you ever get tired of the cold?
2: Uh, All the time. Yeah. They say that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. They say you get used to it, right? Mm -hmm. The longer you're here, but I've been here my whole life, and I think the older I get, the less used to it and tolerant I am of Chicago winters. So. I've turned into almost like a 30 something year old snowbird every winter and finding excuses to go south and kind of chase the sun. There
0: was a a TikTok where a girl was dancing about, Hey, here comes the first big snowstorm to run off all the flatlanders who've moved to Montana. So a lot of people from California moved to Montana during milder weather, I guess. So we shall see. Yeah. So what's going on with, um, pharmacy automation services? What, uh, What's anything cool, anything new?
2: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're cooking. So, um, we're helping customers work through supply chain issues that we've seen in the industry. Um, obviously lead times are a little bit extended right now, so we're doing our best to work with everybody. Um, you know, we, as a customer service effort, always, we help monitor inventory for all of our customers. So (sighs) we've been reaching out early to help hedge some of these longer lead times, um, and just, you know, trying to limit the impact on the end user for things like that. Um, traveling. We just started traveling again. As you guys know, we saw you in Charlotte. Um, mm-hmm. So that's nice. We That was our first national show back. Um, so it's nice to see everybody and yep. get back in the swing of things. Uh, we've been to a couple smaller shows since then. And then Next year, I think we're back full circuit as much as is happening, which I think Mm -hmm. is everything. I haven't heard anything yet, unless you guys have.
0: No, I've (laughs) heard things go.
1: Yeah. I mean, a few of the winter shows have already gone virtual. But, I mean, I've seen Texas Pharmacy Association has already announced we're live. And, like, they made it a big thing. It's live and in person. Yeah. So, and, and talking to... Just virtual trade shows. I've I have not heard anything positive. Even the hotel that I'm working with right now for Connect said that they've had um, customers that did kind of a virtual um, and in person that they're hybrid, and they said we're never doing virtual again.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I would think that would be the worst. You know, one of the things we found from you know, of course, with COVID, the the technology has improved. You know, meetings have improved, and um, this is pretty good quality here, but. You know, what I've found is in-person's great. Everybody on remote is decent. Half in-person, half remote is like super hard. Yeah. None of the remote people talk. You know, it's like they're more just watching television um, yeah. rather than really participating. So, yeah, I would think that the the hybrid would be just the worst possible mm-hmm. um, for, a, for a trade show.
2: Did you guys
1: do virtual shows no, we at all? Did not. We did not do any. Did y'all? Okay.
2: We only did virtual shows if they were appointment-based. So I think there was only one or two throughout the last 18 months or whatever it's been. Um, but we did not attend any where customers would call in or ping mm-hmm. in or the half virtual like you right. we were
0: talking about. Yeah. We
2: skipped all those.
0: Did the ones that were appointment-based work Okay.
2: Yeah, they worked okay. Um, I prefer it in person, obviously. I just think that um, talking to people one on one, you know, you can't really replace that. But then also the events, right, Um, the cocktail parties and the lunches Mm -hmm. where everybody can kind of come together and just chat. I miss that piece of it. Um, But the meetings were good and, you know, they were appointment based. So you talked to the people you knew you were going to talk to them. The one advantage, I think, was I had. I I think I was a little bit more organized in those meetings, right? I had all of my notes and everything kind of handy. So that was nice, but, um, prefer live for sure. We
0: are always, you know, our virtual exhibit hall is our website, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people can call us and set appointments with us all the time. So it really didn't make a, make a real, a, a real model for us. You know, at a regular trade show, people have extra time. They go to the exhibit hall. Right. At home, they go make a sandwich, or they or they get
1: on TikTok. They
0: get on TikTok, <laughs> or they go do something else. To you know, it's not. Oh, I might as well be here. I'm going to walk around. You know, there's right. not really walking. You don't really walk around the. Uh, well, you can walk around the internet all you want to, and they may have done that, but they probably weren't looking at us any more than they would something else. So, right. no. Nope. We've um, you know, one things we've done with supply is is I think we realized COVID first started. Hey, there's probably going to be a problem. You know, so we we started stocking like 12 months ahead. And, mm-hmm. uh, we've had people call us who said, who are new stores, who had talked to somebody else and were like, they can't get any, you know, mm-hmm. they can't get any hardware. Y'all have hardware. And like, yeah, we have hardware. What, what are the kind of stuff that's hard for you guys to get?
2: Well, it's been interesting. So in the early days of COVID, um, we didn't really have any supply chain issues then. Um, we had an influx of orders, kind of people for lack of a better term, panic ordering. Right. So, right. um, from a production standpoint, capacity standpoint, that was something to manage, right? We had this big influx coming in. Um, Fast forward to today, now there's all sorts of supply chain issues with raw materials, there's materials Mm -hmm. on allocation. So now it's essentially waiting for materials to get delivered and then putting them through production as quickly as possible. So this is the longest lead times I've seen in the last 14 years that I've been in the industry so wow um hopefully it's a you know a short moment in time here and like I said you know we're doing everything we can to kind of hedge around it um but it's everywhere right it's yeah. not yeah. for once limited to our industry so that is nice i think people kind of get it and they understand so
0: yeah and you're starting to see weird stuff like there's a shortage of cream cheese in new york and there's you know you're starting to see kind of weird foods get shorted and and, um, just kind of different stuff, kind of, kind of late in the game. I don't know. People aren't, weren't panicked buying cream cheese or milk. So, and we're not importing milk from overseas. So what causes there to be a shortage yeah. of cream cheese? I, you know, it just, you, you wonder how all these little, it just, just society, all of our supply chain, chain seem so fragile. You had the big yeah. push in the eighties for the, all this just in time stuff. And I think that's made us just, yeah. just fragile to demand. I guess people sitting at home eating cheesecake, I'm like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm sad I'm going to eat a cheesecake.
1: There's other things you can make um, with cream cheese. I was cheese. sad because
0: I spent most of my life, when I was a skinny guy with a high metabolism, <laughs> not thinking that cheesecake sounded like a good thing to eat. I, it was like, oh. I was just, I was so, so wrong. If I would have known how good <laughs> cheesecake i would have been a
1: bigger kid. I might
0: have been a bigger kid. <laughs> I had eaten a heck of a lot more cheesecake, though. I would eaten cheesecake instead of five hamburgers, you know, like, yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I see, uh, you know, one of the possibilities might be, I guess, labor shortage. Maybe people can't get enough yeah, people to milk cows. I was going
1: to say, because, uh, I mean, um, I did see a thing where, like, you know, we're sitting here complaining about supply chain issues, but it's all sitting out in the, Atl- in the Pacific, in the Atlantic Ocean right now. And I saw this article where this guy who works the freight yard said that, you know, they actually had to cut it in half so they could allow for social distancing. And I, and I guess they still haven't brought everybody back. To help unload these shipping containers, and so what used to take three hours to unload one container now takes, or three hours to unload like a mass boat now takes like three hours just for one container, is what wow. it was like. Some crazy drop in production.
0: Yeah, well, you wonder if consumption's gone up too. You know, I, oh, I mean, I, I think about you know with online ordering and stuff, I buy more stuff than I used to. Mm-hmm. I have more and more mm-hmm. gadgets and and things yeah. than I used to buy.
1: Well, because, um, you I mean, during the pandemic, we'd all go to the store and it's like, oh, it's not on the shelf. It's all completely gone. And I've gone to Target and I've gone to Walmart. Nope. Okay. I'll just order it online and it'll be here in a month. And at least I know it's coming.
0: So. Yeah. yeah. Any recommendations? Should Should people so, you know, you think it's a blip or stuff. Should, if I'm a pharmacy... Should I, and I don't want to induce panic buying here, so let's everybody <laughs> take a deep breath before we we have this conversation. But what do you, it's do you, you have any recommendations about, wallet? you know, should I have more things, more labels, more blister packs? Um,
2: yeah, I think it's about planning ahead, right? So supplies in pharmacy, maybe anywhere, packaging is probably the last thing people think about until they're out of it, right? And then it right. becomes a very big issue. So lead times are longer right now. Um, we're running about 10 to 12 weeks. Um, so just kind of forecasting wow. usage, right? And get an idea how many scripts per day, you know, add a buffer, not the panic order like we were talking about, but a yep. buffer to that to make sure you're okay. And just keep an eye on it, right? We, we tell customers for labels, right? Put a, put a dot on the fourth box on the bottom, right? When you get to the dot, call an order, that type of thing. Um, that's a good tip.
0: Do do you yeah. see that um, the lead times increasing? Or-
2: I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> um, these material shortages and allocation. Um, honestly, we're told conflicting information about yeah. how long that's going to last. We're looking at a variety of different options to kind of combat that if they do persist. So I'm hoping this is just a blip in time. Um, the holidays always, you know, tend to extend lead times a little bit too. So yeah. it's more or less like the perfect storm. Um, I, I hope fingers crossed that they go down from here um, and not increase.
0: <laughs> yeah. What, Um. so is that something, do y'all have a way, do you communicate that to customers? Do you say, Hey, we're seeing more. You guys probably should have, you know, should realize a 10 to 12 week lead time and,
2: we do, yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier, but we, uh, as a customer service effort for PAS, all the time, we help monitor inventory. So if customers are ordering, you know, every four months, we'll call them for a standard lead time of four weeks You know, in three months and say, hey, it looks like you should be due. Can you check? And our customers seem to really like and appreciate that because, again, it's kind of the last thing you think about. So we've been reaching out um, quite a bit early to hedge for this. Um, We are sending communications via our social media channels and HTML email blasts um, and things of that nature. Um, And just trying to stay communicative with customers about what to expect so they can plan.
1: Have y'all had to, um, you know, supplement anything and go, okay, well, I'm sorry we're out of this, but hey, we've got this and this is kind of like this in a way or...
2: Um, we have um, labels in particular. If their custom order is taking longer, we'll switch them onto a stock format. Gotcha. Um, worst case scenario, they may have to switch dyes if it's not a stock product. But it's been um, it, it's gone well so far. So we have different different tricks up our sleeves. <laughs> so nobody's ever going to be without something. Mm-hmm.
0: Y'all have a pretty good supply of stock labels then, I guess. We do.
2: Yeah. Yep. And we've increased that and plan to continue to do so. So we'll we'll have some things so nobody's without.
1: Have you seen an increase in your customer base? I mean, I'm asking that because, I mean, we've talked to Parada and RxSafe and a lot of people. I mean, it's just like we were talking about a moment ago that they had to reduce. They either had to reduce their pharmacy staff or their pharmacy staff decided, well, no, I can go, I can work, stay home and make more money. And so they had to supplement with robots. Have y'all seen an increase in your customer base?
2: We have in that area of our business. So we have products that are complementary to automation, right? Um, right labels for vial filling, pillboxes right. for pouch packagers. So we've seen um, new clients come aboard, um, I guess more rapidly than usual with those types of products. Um, yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So have you seen some up, uh, some customers that you got because other people weren't handling supply issues well, like I can't get any labels. Do you have some kind of thing?
2: We do. Yeah. Um, especially early on, I think um, with the, the panic ordering, <laughs> which I can think of a better term for that, but um, we did, that was happening everywhere. Right. So okay. there were competitors, right. That were having trouble keeping up with that demand. Um, whereas we remain and kind of always have pretty nimble. So we were able to help some customers out there um, short term and then some turn into long term customers as well.
0: Any new products?
2: Uh, we do, actually. So we're looking to launch a new product um, early uh, next year, so next month already. Okay. Um, it's kind of new. It's a revamp of the standard unit dose card okay. that's on the market. Um, so it was brought about for two main big reasons. Number one is to work more seamlessly in automation. Um and then number two is to combat some of the supply chain issues that we've seen that we've talked about with the traditional cardstock foil blister unit dose blister that everyone's using. Okay. Um so we the redesign is essentially it's similar to our flex labels, uh flex cards that you guys code to. Um it's essentially a laser label and then a PET blister. Um, instead of all those other components. So it allows us to have the materials for the most part and not be waiting on shipments of those raw materials and then also keep cost controlled. We've seen um, the raw materials for the standard cart increase yep. month oh, wow. over month and continuing to do so. Mm-hmm. So this kind of eliminates all of that.
1: So will this be something that um, people can preview at
2: PDS? It will be, yes. And we actually have it coded directly with Pioneer nice. um, already. So that coding's already finished. So anyone with Pioneer software can print all of the drug and the patient-specific information right from the main system. Nice. Paul's yeah. ahead of it. He already got on it.
0: Very cool. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be cool to learn about that. Anything else?
2: Uh, that's, that's the main one. That's the okay. one I'm really excited about. So.
0: What are you, are you seeing any trends um, as far as out, outside of just the supply chain, are you seeing any trends in pharmacy as far as uh, a big up, we just saw maybe an uptick in the automation, uh, the, uh, robotic supplies, but things like thermal labels or things that like, do, do you, do you see any kind of pickup and any kind of things like that?
2: I would say definitely the automation, like you guys touched on earlier. Um, that's something we've seen. I think that ties into an increased push and in adherence that we've seen over the years um, you know, not too long ago, four or five years ago, talking to people in the market, customers, they would say, oh, we're not going to do that or no, we don't do that. And now nearly everyone we speak to it's is like, yeah. is doing something. Right. right. Um, so I think we'll see that continue, that, that trend continue to grow. Um, thermal labels that, um, in my opinion, has mostly kind of passed. Um, most customers have switched from laser to a thermal form now. I think with labeling, we keep seeing the label get smaller, Okay, (laughs) right? The old laser labels were 11 inches and they just keep getting smaller after people had done that initial transition. Um, so, I mean, those are the main things that I'm seeing.
0: Do you see an increase in custom designed labels or?
2: Um, I wouldn't say that. No. Um, I think, uh, custom labels, um, have a, a good purpose, right, for a lot of customers. But I think um, I've seen people actually switch back to a stock label um, for convenience or um, just other reasons. I I don't know if I've seen a push on branding the label particular. For adherence packaging, we have seen a big push. Um, That's something that I think becomes somewhat iconic to that program for each individual community. So I think the branding focus there is something that I always recommend that customers do, um, and something that I think is really valuable for that particular product.
1: So, talking to a pharmacy on the trade show floor, what would you say? What would you say to this person as far as you know? What is the value in um, in packaging, and why they should be doing it?
2: Do uh, you mean in terms of like adherence packaging in general? Adherence
1: packaging, maybe the blister cards. I mean, any, I mean, sure. As far as, you know, why should they be pushing this on their patients rather than here's your three bottles for
2: the month? Sure, sure. Um, well, a couple of reasons. The customization, right, gives that customer the experience, that brand recognition, it promotes your brand to the customer and then within the community, right? Um, adherence packaging, it's A, needed, right? Customers need to better manage their medication. From a business standpoint, it keeps all of their medications with the same pharmacy. It allows you to add that service that they may not be getting from a big box retailer, right? Or they may not have the capacity to do on their own or a caregiver or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, the branding piece as it pertains to adherence packaging, I think, just helps I guess, wrap up the program for the end user, right? We use terms like adherence and compliance all the time. Mm-hmm. But I think for the end user patient, that doesn't always mean all that much to them, right? right. They want to hear the story. We put right. all your pills for the time of day into this pouch or into this blister card. We've
1: organized this for you and take out, took out the thought process. It's yep. an easy grab and go solution for for me, the patient.
2: Yep. yep. exactly. And we've seen even with, you know, pillboxes, um, we have a customer that has a, a the overall pillbox is blue, right? And he, he didn't actually name it, but it's this North Carolina blue that he's got on the box and people come in and they'll say, I want that blue box. You know, where do I get the blue box? Right. They get, they get the picture of it more so than the terms I think we use in this industry.
0: huh Um, do y'all have a marketing group? I mean, like, do y'all have a group that helps pharmacies with marketing concepts or is it just, Hey, you bring me your graphics and we...
2: Yeah, so we do. We have um, a marketing group, I guess you could say, that does help um, come up with some of those names, you know, Easy Pack, uh, what have you. We'll also, and this has been especially valuable for us and our customer base for um, the pillboxes for pouch packaging, we'll help kind of do that initial design, right? have a lot of customers come to us and say, you know, I want a custom box, but this is my logo and I don't know what to do. So we'll put together a right. few mock-ups, a few renderings and, you know, make recommendations if it's opening instructions or, you know, social media handles, things like that. Um, and I think that's been really helpful to at least kind of guide them in a direction and say, well, I like right. this. I don't like this and narrow it down. So you
1: provide kind of a marketing kit to help them get started with the product and help them market it to their patients, I guess.
2: We sure do. Yep. And we've added, um, complimentary offerings to that program too, to help actually market the program as a whole. So we offer, um, like trifold brochures that they can Mm -hmm. leave at different doctor's offices. We've done some, um, graphics, I guess, for like window clings and t-shirts and kind of anything you could think of. So that's been fun and helpful. (laughs) Um. So, how did you get into this industry? Uh. Yeah. So, I've been with PAS for going on fourteen years. In February, um, I kind of stumbled into it by accident. I was young. I was still in college. Um, kind of just wanted a a real job, if you will. So, I uh, took a position with PAS. Um, they were local. They were hiring. That was pretty much what that I was knew your criteria. About it. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the industry. Um, Honestly, I hadn't really planned on staying in the industry. But, um, you know, the company grew and then my position kind of grew with it. So 14 years later, here I am.
1: I think that was my standards when I moved to Louisiana. Hey, they're hiring. I'm looking for a job.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The joke with the owner of our company is I always tell him I was only going to be here two years, you know, and I'm going on 14 years now.
1: Yep, that was mine, because my, my husband only had two years left in the military, so I'm only going to be here, and we're going back to Texas, and yep. 14 years later, I'm still here, and my role grew also, so.
0: God, yeah, time. Um, <laughs> so, what about your family?
2: Family. Um, I am uh, married, no children. Okay. I have um, two dogs, senior dogs, that I senior kind of like okay. their actual children, yeah. Mm-hmm. They are both uh, going to be 14 as well, so. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you kind of got a new job, and you got a couple of dogs, and.
2: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Now I'm a senior here, and did, where did the, the husband dogs? come along
0: in that? Did the dogs come Early. with the husband or shortly yeah, after?
2: Yeah. Well, so one did. So we have two. He had a dog. I okay, had a dog. I got you. Joined dogs. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. So. <laughs> one of one of those kind of scenarios. And your mom's a teacher.
2: She was. Yeah. She's retired now. Um, My dad actually he worked at a state built prison. So it's kind of local to this area here. It's like a, I don't know, a big prison. He was a social work, uh, casework supervisor, they call them. So his That's job right. was to assess inmates and decide where they need to be transferred to or housed, I guess.
0: So your mom taught sociology, your dad was in social work. Correct. W- what did you get your degree in?
2: Uh, business. business. Okay. <laughs> I took a lot of psychology classes in college and I like it. Um, I just, I think that I didn't want to do either of those things and there's a lot of other jobs, but I, uh, I kind of veered, veered away from it a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, you you probably should be well-developed though, right? You-
2: there was a lot of social and social psychology talk in our house growing yeah. up that was very common, so, so I feel Teresa, like I got what, my fill. What
0: makes you feel that way, right? You, you, probably, yeah, got, exactly. you probably got a lot talk of calm, self, soft-spoken conversations.
2: And are you an only child, or do you have siblings? I have siblings. I have an older brother and a younger sister,
0: So, okay. and neither
2: of them are in that field either. Are they nearby? <laughs> Uh, my sister is in Iowa. She's in Des Moines. Okay. Um, she's in school still. She's getting her PhD and DVM in veterinary oh, wow. medicine. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then my brother's actually nearby. He lives in the same town as me. So.
0: Do you call your sister about your senior dogs?
2: I do all the time. Okay. And I tell her it's my, um, I deserve that because I helped her, you know, in college <laughs> and, a long program, right? So she's been in college for a long time. So my free vet care is my um my thank you.
0: <laughs> do y'all do uh, um any kind of veterinarian stuff with your packaging? Is there any kind of
2: We do. Yeah. Um so we have uh all of the vertical markets that we're currently in. We've kind of gone into based on customer need, right? And demand. People see our products and they see it fitting. So for um, vet, the vet industry, we have the paper bags translate. Um, we do some vet labeling. Um, and actually, we've even seen, you know, adherence packaging, um, the blister cards that yeah, we makes offer. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I have one for my dog, right? So I know if I gave him the meds or if someone else did. So um, all those products kind of work there, too. So,
0: huh it's interesting. Any um, any cool ideas uh, lately for bags for the pharmacies? Anything cool going on there?
2: Uh, yeah, we've seen so two things. Um, the first one we call flood coating, right? So just making the bag a color, right? So they just tend to stick out a little bit more, yeah. all blue or all yellow, um, what have you. The other one that I really like that's been pretty popular within the last few years, um, we have this brown craft paper that we can custom imprint on. So it kind of gives that shabby, chic, you know, rustic Mm -hmm. kind of look. Um, So that's been really popular and, you know, fitted with these other products. It kind of makes a kind of a pretty, you know, packaging
0: group. So kind of an organic bag. Yeah. Interesting. So, so a lot of times when we have a vendor on, they they properly position the stuff behind them, right? Did you have any specific product placement here going on?
2: I don't. I don't. Um, this is set up for Zoom calls, okay. and you know the pandemic I see, here. I see cube. we got yeah, we've got our blister cards yeah. and our pull boxes. Mm-hmm. The, the map behind because
1: I've got a giant map in my house that but it's the uh, the one that you put the pins in of the places that you've been and the places you have yet to travel
2: oh yeah yeah I've seen those there's some scratch off ones too I think
1: yes, for those. A, yeah yeah there, there's a scrap how would there. that work um so it comes like completely black and you can see the outline of everything and as you visit but it when that one is state based. Because as you visit that state, then you get to scratch off the black. And then it's like. The
0: line or something?
1: Yeah. And then behind it, it's like all multicolored.
0: Does it smell? So okay. What would what would your state smell like?
1: What have you been scratching and <laughs> sniffing saying, lately?
0: Is it a scratch and sniff math? Well, you know, they, it, it seems I like lately they've been doing.
2: Good. They've been
0: doing like, what's the number one cookie in your state? What's the number one everything? And you, you see these things in the news. Oh yeah. That yep. sit with. Off the how how do these Texas? things get funded? It's right? Livestock. You do, they did a survey of all the states and what's your favorite cookie or, or what's your favorite. Um, fish Or whatever, and then they that makes a news story for sure. So, what kind of travel do you do for fun? Do you get to do any travel for fun?
2: Well, I haven't in uh, a while with COVID. Do You got something planned um, I do for like next year travel. out of COVID? Um, well, I'm actually next week. Uh, my family goes to Fort Lauderdale for Christmas, um, escaping she she's the cold snowbird. weather. Okay, <laughs> so uh, and, and what was we'll in be, what
0: was in Fort Lauderdale?
2: Pretty much just the sun, okay. um, Chicago winter, so I've So y'all gotta... <laughs> do
0: Christmas in Miami, basically. Pretty much,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, hang out on the beach and spend time together, get some sun, so looking forward to that. H- how many years um, have y'all done that? So we skipped last year. Yeah. Um, I think it's been, well, this will be the seventh year that we've done that. So y'all so. get a house
0: on the beach or a house near the we beach? Do. And yep, then- yep. Uh, Huh, very interesting. See, I'm kind of yeah. the. See, we're in the South. We don't get snow. So I always, and after when Christmas, we, do, we, w- shut down. we go to the snow. So we'll head to Big Sky, uh, head to Montana. A week after the, Christmas. Yeah, the week after Christmas.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. nice. Nice. What do y'all do there? Um, I This is the opportunity to take my kids skiing before they start back um, after winter break. So. Yeah, our families oh. go
0: together. Mm-hmm. And, oh, nice. And so. just ski and eat. Yep. And burn fires and safely. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) Um, And then there's typically a conference in Montana that, um, is after that. So we'll come up there before that and, and go to that conference. Mm -hmm. Probably have done that for my family. Went to that time of year skiing before started going to that conference. But Montana was the first place that we went with Pioneer X after, what was a historical territory. Yeah. The the product we replaced had about a nine state territory. And when they brought me in to build a new system, one of the things I said, it's got to be national, it's got to be wholesaler independent, or I'm not going to do it. And when we finally decided to go national. We looked on the map and said, okay, there's 80 independents in Montana. If we screw it up, nobody will know we'll just move to the next state right <laughs> and it really took off there we probably have about 75% of independents now in in montana wow. or on pioneer nice. and so it's always uh,
1: and their winter meeting is always there um about the second week of january but they went virtual this year so we're going to do a weekend with pioneer in mont in big sky montana
0: yeah
2: Oh, nice! That's so fun,
0: yeah. So it's kind of, a, it's kind of just a rebirth each year as you go mm-hmm. back to your roots. Hey, you know, remember when we were wondering whether or not we were going to screw it up? <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember when cool. we only had five stores? Now yeah, we, we kind of. And each year it's like, oh, now we got another twenty. Oh, Wondered
0: around, yep. um, but yeah, we're we're trying a little thing. Um, just weekend have a little weekend, a uh, little half days, uh, a Saturday morning, a Sunday morning, have about eight hours of training, in yeah. uh, what was conspired to be within drivable of the people there. But uh the little weekend with Pioneer, we're having people come from
1: North Carolina. Tampa and mm-hmm.
0: all, wow. all over the I country. I saw a
1: registration from Massachusetts the other day. Yeah. So very cool. So
0: that's what happens when you do that in a ski resort. So they
1: yeah. they're, they're just saw <laughs> and,
0: and, and really some heavy hitters. So it, it should be mm-hmm. interesting. Um, it'll be we'll,
2: a good weekend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun.
2: That's really cool to have watched that grown over the years. That's really awesome. Yep, yep. Yep, and then we're working
1: on the second uh weekend with Pioneer and that's going to be in Dallas uh first weekend in February. So, my birthday. Yeah. Nice. I will not be in presence of that one.
0: You will not? I will not no?
1: be in person. You're not going
0: to you're not gonna let a bunch of pharmacists sing happy birthday to you.
1: <laughs> you can video it and send it to me. I can me.
0: video it and <laughs> send it. To you. Okay. Just seems like 30th birthday was just yesterday.
1: No, it wasn't.
0: No, doesn't doesn't feel that way.
1: <laughs> nope. There's a lot of things that feel like yesterday, but that's not that's one not of one. them. <laughs> <laughs> My only regret is that I didn't get certified. You have one? You yep. only have one, only have one okay. that I only
0: have one regret.
1: that I did not get certified sooner in scuba.
0: Scuba. Because okay. that would have
1: made some of those trips a lot more fun.
0: Do you scuba?
2: No, I was, I was just thinking about that when you said that. So it sounds amazing. I think I'm nervous to do that, which is not typically like me. I usually try everything, but something about that, I feel like I would just panic and not be able to breathe and just get really nervous about that. Yeah.
0: All of the, the training is all about what you do if something goes wrong.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So the, what do you, I mean, you just go up, just
1: calm well, down. It, it depends. And, it depends. I mean, how deep are you? Um, cause there's a certain level where it's like, Hey, if you're panicking and you're 40 feet, you can't, you've got to stop at this level and you've got to stay, you've got to hang out here, um, to let your body adjust. Cause if you surface too soon, then your lung could pop.
0: Yeah. But Ooh. you know, if, if you're a, if you were cool. a, um, a cautious person, you could stay. Yeah, like, there are plenty of places to ski, but they're twenty or thirty feet. Yeah. Um, but you know, you always ski with a buddy. Yeah. Um, you have a spare uh, octopus. You know, so well, it, it, a tank will come with two.
1: Yeah. You have the, the octopus. It's the piece that goes on your tank, which is your gauges to tell you how deep you are, how much air you have left in your tank, and then you have um, your the piece that goes in your mouth, and then the spare for your buddy if there's quits working or they run out of air, and then of course the part that hooks up to your BCD that, um, allows you to inflate your vest when you're on the surface
2: and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if you were deeper <laughs> and something happened to your air, you would share your buddy's air mm-hmm. while y'all went You, while while you, y'all surfaced. you went up.
2: Have you had anything happen while you were going that was like unexpected?
0: This last thing, uh, um, the, our guide, the last time we went in the Florida Keys, we went scuba and our guide all of a sudden was out of air.
1: And she surfaced, but we were only 30 feet. But
0: we were, yeah, we were 30 feet.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, at 30 feet, you can surface no problem. But but she
0: did an emergency ascent. Yep. She did as she controlled her air and went up. As she went up. And she didn't run out, but she, I mean, she looked and she was almost done. You know, Mm -hmm. she took a deep breath and then controlled the, you know, you want it going up. You want want to be gradually just kind of bubbles bubbles coming out out. of your mouth. um, If you're holding your breath, because the pressure expands the amount of air in your lungs would be more at the surface than it is 30 feet below. So you want to just, um, but, but that's the training is all about that. If your, if your mask gets kicked off, how do you find it and put it back on underwater? If, if your, you know, respirator gets kicked out of your mouth, how do you find it? How do you put it back in and clear it out? Clear
1: the water. So it's all about,
0: you know, as long as you, you, you get trained and if you don't scuba for a year, you re go over what those things, you know, where people have problems in a disaster is when they, haven't recently thought through what I would do. That's why they encourage you to, uh, you know, think, Hey, if I wake up and the house is on fire, what am I going to do? Where do we meet? You know, pre-thinking about things that can go wrong. When that happens, you go, Oh yeah, I have a plan.
1: Yeah. But like Jeff said, it's, it's a thing that you never do it alone. That's the number one thing that they say, you always dive with a dive buddy. And if you're traveling somewhere, then, you know, you all, you're always going with a dive master, that is going. that knows the reef they know where to take you they're going to keep an eye on you they're going to watch your gauges because they're going to act like you're a new a newbie on 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 the ocean floor but it it is truly amazing down there
0: it is it is very cool now i would never jump out of a perfectly good plane yep which is probably the same kind of stuff you know knowing what do you do in emergency what do you happen if your primary shoot doesn't come out and stuff like that but but i feel safe um scuba diving but, but I don't See, know. Now that that
2: jumping out of an airplane, that's something that I have done. And then that was <laughs> that fine. Is. Okay. Guess so. Yeah. we we'll do it There's again. About, no, I don't no? think I
0: did, <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Check that I <laughs> Did box. it the one time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: so glad I did. It was awesome. But I don't need to do it again. Yeah. So one and done for me.
0: Yeah, you're like, Whew, live that one. <laughs> yeah, that's how and I it. feel about helicopter rides. So But um, you've done
2: it three times.
0: I've done it three times. <laughs> so I, I I did it in New York. And I got talked into it and I was like, okay, fine. If I'm going to die, this might be okay. I did not talk you into it. And (laughs) like, I would say a month later, that same helicopter company, a helicopter crashed into the Hudson. I I, I think I take the hint and say, Hey, I've done that and probably won't do that again. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. i with you
0: on that. Yeah, probably probably a good plan. And to be
1: fair, just walking by the helipad, the pad there on the harbor, and going, "Huh, that'd be a really cool New York checkbox is to say we did the helicopter tour. That'd be kind of a fun check. But that was not talking you into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I totally remember that story differently.
0: <laughs> I was coerced. I'm lucky to be alive.
1: Uh, what about so outside of work? I mean, traveling. What does Teresa's hobbies consist of?
2: I like to do all sorts of things. I mean, I I like the traveling, obviously. Um, the dogs. Uh, I read a little bit. Um, I just started a new hobby. Actually, I took up a boxing class. Um, okay, which has been really fun. Nice. I'm really bad at it, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying <laughs> it. So, so, so is this like? Is this
0: like like kick like boxing is this like for boxing? Boxing
1: or is this like? Are you hitting somebody? Boxing.
0: Are you, the bag.
2: Okay. you hit the bag. Okay. So this is boxing. So yeah. it's a,
0: like an exercise, like like you go to a place and they have a bunch of bags hanging and everybody's sitting in bags? Or do that's you get eventually one, you hit yeah. somebody?
2: The Well, that's the goal, right? The goal eventually, is hit somebody. Like, okay. The gym has like a ring there and there's real boxers. I'm not one of those people yet. And I'm really far away from being one of those people. Um, Kind of underestimated how challenging that was or maybe it's challenging for me, but it's fun, you know, and it is a good exercise. And
0: um, so will you actually box somebody?
2: I don't think I'm ever going to get to that. Know, Just in case I get really good at this from the really <laughs> bad place I'm starting. Maybe. I think okay. that would be like a fun show. It's always an option. Interesting. feels really unlikely at this point. And I think mm. my coach would agree with me on this. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So We're travel learned. wise. What is your favorite place to visit? Like if, if
1: you get dropped there right now, what's the one place that's like you call your happy place? You don't need Google Maps. You know where you want to go and where and how to get there. Where is that place?
2: I mean, I like to go to new places. I think if I had that option now, um, I really enjoyed. I spent some time in Belize a few years ago. Um, I thought Google. that was right up my alley. It's very beautiful, very laid back. Um, that's kind of my speed when I travel. So you leisure. like the
0: slow-mo travel? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I do.
2: I don't like to have an itinerary and be busy every single day from morning to night. I like some downtime adventures and sightseeing, but definitely some downtime.
0: Yeah. Huh, interesting.
2: Nice. Well, thank you guys for Yeah, no, me. it was
0: nice getting to know you me. a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. looking forward to seeing you more this year and...
1: We'll see you in February for yeah, sure. PDS, PDS
0: and Connect yep, and mm-hmm. NCPA. I'm sure if they can figure out where they're going to be. Isn't this year yeah. they don't know? Yeah, yeah,
1: they don't. They don't know.
0: Yeah, they lost. Um, the you know NCPA. is so big. They schedule multiple years in advance, and their venue
1: for 2020,
0: for 2022. Two, yeah, yeah. T- told them, oh hey, sorry, we decided to uh, remodel. Oh. Yeah.
2: Can they do that? Yeah, Aren't they yeah. I guess they can. Wow.
0: So why should people come see you at PDS?
2: Well, I think they'll definitely want to check out that new unit dose card that we have. Um, we should have that fully ready to launch by then. Um, and also just to look at the different adherence cards that we offer, labels and kind of reevaluate supplies and take another look at it. Nice. Good
0: too. Ooh. We've enjoyed the relationship and uh, enjoyed your company's uh, support, the pharmacy. We've enjoyed and, this past hour getting And, to and know enjoyed you better. the hour and look look forward again to seeing you later. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you right. guys so much. Have a good day. Thanks, Bye. Teresa. Right. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for watching the Catalyst Pharmacy podcast.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you.